Here we are again, episode eight of the X and W Vibecast. It has been a long time since we've we've talked about stuff and vibes and sports and you know, God, it's been a while, X. Oh my God, I've missed you guys, all you listeners out there, and uh, I bet you guys have been wondering where we've been. Asking everywhere, everywhere I go, I'm on the street. Why aren't you guys doing a podcast? When's the next podcast? X and W. We've been waiting for it. I've been that hearing never happened, too. by the way. Just so you guys know. <laughs> yeah, it has come on now. <laughs> <laughs> it might have, but I well, don't think so. So listen, it, it's it's spring. There's there's a vibe going on. I, we're watching opening day baseball. <laughs> the final fours this weekend, and what a, what a great college basketball turn it's been. What a, what a it's always uh, I love this time of the year. I know we talked about it way back in what is it January, February when we talked about like our favorite seasons. This Masters next weekend. MLB is on. I think like this I was, was yours, right? Me and we were making fun of you, but this is your yeah, favorite. Yeah, this, weekend. this is my favorite weekend. This is my fa- well, favorite yeah. couple weeks of yeah. uh, okay. college basketball. The See, Masters. I remember the MLB. Things you say, yeah, w. I remember vaccines what you say are rolling me. out. People are you know things are happening. Gray things skies are, will clear up. Things are up and up. But I think. What's going to be great about this episode, what's going to be, it's episode eight, and I think it's season one. I think this is, we're not changing season yet. We're still in season one. I don't even know how it all works. Like, do we go 10? Do we go, we said 10, I think. Um, but today, I mean, this is a historic event. We have, uh, we've, 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 alert, we've alluded to this gentleman about coming on our podcast. Uh, he brings an, an, an incredible uh, joy and vibe and intensity and tenacity to whatever he does. X, I'll, I'll let you kind of finish that off with our, with our boy here. God, I don't even know what to say. Uh, this is one of my best friends and worst enemies. Um, and sure. I, we've, I've talked about this man. I go to FedEx Field him every single year. He's, uh, we've had some interesting stories, which we might allude to later. Um, it's Cowboy Jeremy. Cowboy Jeremy, welcome to the show. I know uh, I've been begging you to come on here, but you said, uh, I think... I don't think I can say these words on a podcast. I might <laughs> not be able to, words. but welcome on. <laughs> Thank you very much. There's no applause uh, sound hey, in the background. Hey, oh my God, Jeremy! Well, um, what's our, is our sound guy on that? Yeah, we'll get, we'll get him on. We'll get him on. No, thank you so much for having me. I've been looking forward to this day for a very long time. So, uh, you know, let's do this. Let's get right into it. Let's yeah, get. Let's, let's go. get right. Let's. I'm gonna. I'm gonna skip around here. I'm gonna go right into like, you know, the natural rivalry. And uh, the NFC East and and the Washington football team, the Dallas Cowboys. And uh, I don't know even where to begin or start, but I feel like, you know, let's start right now. Where, where are we right now? Jeremy, where are we right now with your Dallas Cowboys? We have free agency that is, that's as hot as it's ever been in the NFL. The draft is coming up. Where do the Dallas Cowboys stand right now? And right, try well, to be as realistic and, and, and sensible and, and, as you guys, guys, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be completely <laughs> realistic here. And, and, and where we are today is where we are every single year on April 1st. Every single year, Vegas favors the Cowboys to win the East. It, it annoys the hell out of me. Um, do I think they're the best team in, in the division? I absolutely do. But it's every I year. I could answer that one. Every year. It's the same thing. I do get sick and tired of it, but I actually do agree with it. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. What do you think, X? 
Dallas on. Cowboys, favorites in the NFC East? Well, of course they are. They're fa- <laughs> I, I agree with everything Jeremy said, except for I don't agree with what everyone says. Um, but, I mean, listen, Cowboys, they, they always have the, the most talent, right? I mean, they got Dak Prescott. They got their guy. They had to do that. $40 million a year, right, Jerry? Is that what it is? Something, uh, yeah. something around that. So, they're yeah. the real, I mean, if you think about it, the NFC East, they're the only team with a, a quarterback <laughs> that's like, uh, I mean, listen, you can't – Fitzpatrick, Hurts. Um, I mean, you think that uh, Daniel Jones might be something, but he's certainly not there yet. To, um, to me, the, the Giants are garbage. The Eagles are garbage. Um, Go ahead. What about the other team in the listen division? Listen to me. I'm impressed with your defense, but, I mean, if you guys think – that Ryan Fitzpatrick is going to win you a division title. You're absolutely just insane. Well, why not? I mean, listen, Alex Smith did, and uh, I think how I'm, many division titles does he have in his belt? Zero. Zero. How many full seasons has he gotten? Quite a few. That's good. No, well, which name one? Tampa, I think that one Bu- year. The I think Bills, Buffalo. The Jets. Yeah, that's probably true. And he's, he's only a, getting older. He, I think his. I, I. I. It's weird to say this. About Ryan Fitzpatrick. I haven't talked about Ryan Fitzpatrick yet because we haven't had a podcast. I mean, this isn't a splash signing by any means. I mean, we you have a very excited. We're the biggest journeyman. I'm. I'll tell you what I'm excited about. As a Washington Skins fan, I just hate. I'm going to say football team, but I God, I hate saying football team. I hate going. I feel like I'm drunk when I'm a football team. Let's go football team. Say say what you're supposed to say. God damn it. <laughs> the Redskins. Thank you. Yes. Very <laughs> good. I said it. I hope I didn't offend anybody, but I probably did. Um, the skins. We'll, we'll go with skins because that's an easier thing to say. Yeah, we can I mean, listen, the, over that. the last 20 years, we've been at the bottom probably third offensively. It's been horrible to watch. I mean, I'll go through the quarterbacks. I'll go Rex Grossman. I'll go, I'll go John Beck. I'll go Donovan McNabb. I mean, it's like the, what, what Fitzpatrick brings is he's a gunslinging uh, crazy guy with a beard. He's going to keep it exciting. There's going to be games – where <laughs> I think we're going to win the game, and he throws a mind-blowing pick at the end of the game to blow it, and I'm going to walk away crying. And there's going to be games where he has a 96-yard drive for a touchdown at the end of the game. I mean, this guy could play. He takes crazy chances. Uh, hey, listen, I, I can't, you can't say it's not an upgrade. I mean, Vegas, as soon as Fitzpatrick came onto the skins, the odds, I mean, it went from they were close to being you know last place to like with like by far the, uh, the the pick to be second place. We all know that Vegas is picking the Cowboys. I dare you to take that bet, by the way. ESPN Power Rankings actually came out, and the Cowboys are the highest-ranked NFC East team yeah. in those rankings. Yeah, there's no surprise. It's every, just, every year. I want to caution all the Cowboys fans, though, that say, oh, we got Dak Prescott. If the if the Atlanta Falcons could recover an outside kick, okay, they'd be 0-5 with Dak. Let's not go here again. So, anyways. Am I stating something? I'll, I'll make two points, and then I'm, then I'm done. So, <laughs> last year, the Dallas Cowboys um, – we're playing a defense that none of their players were equipped to play. Um, Mike Nolan, I mean, what the hell? The guy was last in the league in, what, like 74, I think? I mean, what the True. hell are they doing with that? So the one benefit that the Skins have is, other than their defense, they have better leadership at the top. Um, I love your head coach. Um, we love you, And I think that I th- that's one of the, the benefits that you guys have is, is leadership at the top. But other than that, I mean, I, I – Obviously, offensively, the Cowboys are, are just completely stacked. Um, people also seem to forget the Cowboys' defense was killed with injuries last year. Uh, Gerald McCoy was one of them, a huge um, sign that they had that he got hurt, I think, first practice of the year. So um, we'll see what happens. Dan um, Quinn, right? 
What's in there? Dan Quinn is the new coordinator. Uh, that that was a good hire. Huge hire. You need something. Huge. I mean, because a coordinator can. I mean, if you if you think you have the talent, which you clearly think you do. I do. I mean, coaching. It, it comes down to coaching. I mean, look look at you know Jack Del Del Rio, Ron Rivera. I mean, the defense. Even like before with, with Gruden there when when they had like Minuski as a coordinator, they had the same. They had Ionis, they had John Allen, they had Deron Payne, but they were getting blown out. I mean, they they had some pretty good games. I think they shut down the Cowboys, the one we all went to. All three of us, by the way, went to this game back in uh, 2018. Wow! But then, but then the it's next week they'd get blown out by the, the Saints. By like, they score 40 points. I mean, so a coordinator can bring everything together. I mean, that's it, it makes a huge difference. So I think I think Dan Quinn that that hire was didn't please me. But this is what's good about this, by the way, is that you, you're going to see as we start keep talking about this, that we're probably going to each get louder, angrier, more, we're going to start swearing, because this is what we do. Cowboys, Cowboys skins, this rivalry has been, used to be, w- without question, I mean, I, this is no debate, used to be the best rivalry in sports back in the 80s. Now it's just, it seems like me and Cowboy Jeremy, they don't <laughs> care about well, it anymore. Let me interject, <laughs> let me interject, I, I think, uh, real quick, I just want to say about the, the rivalry and... You look at the last like 10, 15 years, yeah, it's, it's you two. Garbage. But now I think, you know, you have some people saying the Washington football team is the team to beat in the NFC East. You have, you have the, and, you know, the ESPN power rankings that Jeremy was talking about, and you see the Dallas Cowboys. And things are becoming a little more interesting with, with the rivalry. I think both teams uh, will be much improved in the NFC East. I, I agree with Jeremy. I, I think the Giants and Eagles, they, they are. Uh, We'll see about the Giants, but the Eagles are Giants done. had a good free agency. The Eagle, Eagles are Eagles done. Eagles are a mess. They're they got a the wide freaking receiver. mess. They got Galladay. They did some other things. I thought they got some good guys defensively. <laughs> I don't, I don't I believe too. in, in uh, their quarterback at all. Yeah, they're they're. I, I'm well, not Daniel sure Jones has a lot to prove, and I, I, I it'll be. I think there's this, something this, to He him. needs to sh- put up or shut up this year. I hope he keeps dropping the ball. <laughs> That's great. I hope he keeps just fumbling it all over the place. But he, I think there's something to him. I always said I, li- I kind of like Daniel Jones, but. I'm hoping that I'm wrong about him because I want him to suck really bad. Um, there's one thing that Jeremy and I have in common is the hatred for the Giants and the Eagles and uh, and the disdain for uh, Pats fans. Oh, God, don't, don't even start. <laughs> Just want that I, lo- I love Pats fans. Maybe get W involved. Pats in fans are awful. All you need Pats to fans know, are awful. All you need They're to awful. know about how disgusting Patriots fans are <laughs> is I'm at a Patriots-Redskins game. Now, uh, normally, this is the worst game normally, ever. I want the Redskins to suffer, just just suffer, <laughs> suffer. <laughs> but I don't care, <laughs> suffer. Now, Christian, what was the score at halftime? I think it was thirty-one to nothing, Pats. Well, I couldn't. I might have been thirty-five. Might have been thirty-five. Wasn't in the forties. It was. Like, it was like in the. Oh, was I mean, ha- I think the first play it was, it was, of the second a, half made it forty-seven. Okay. Well, so all I know it was this. a beatdown. All I know is that. Um, I left at halftime because we all know it was over. But the Patriots fans and just how they were treating you, Christian. And I'm just sitting there going, like, you guys have your Super Like, what, what are you doing? The funny thing you about that game, Super though. Championship. Like, wait, what, what are you doing? We talked guy? about that this game. While we were all tailgating. Title. I was playing. Oh, seven. I was playing Hail the Redskins in the parking lot. Pats are undefeated. No one is saying. I mean, I'm dancing like an idiot singing Hail the Redskins. I think we were four and three. We had Jason Campbell at quarterback, another winner. Another, Gibbs, another dynamic offensive head coach. Good. We had Joe Gibbs at the head coach, and yeah, I was I was having yeah, fun. Yeah, version point two, right? The yes. the the Pats fans didn't say anything to me until it was thirty five to nothing. That's when they started yelling at me. It was just like, come on, guys, you guys are all you guys are all the the bullies in high school. That's what you guys are. But yeah, well, here's a, here, and I'm gonna go just a little off script because we can talk about this game a little bit. I, I and I remember 
very well the the abuse you took at half. Well, I remember the start of the game. It was, it was game, first of all, it was game four of the 2007 World Series, if you remember. And it was uh, the Rockies and Red Sox were playing that night. Uh-huh. And, you know, it, it seemed like, and I remember you were, like, pissed off that the, the Patriots fans were just not getting into it because I think they were kind of focused on, you know, at that time they were, they were focused on the, the Red Sox game or the World Series. The, the Patriots were just cruising. And that's and all you need to know about Red, Patriots well, And well, hold, Red on, Sox, Red Sox hold on. Ru- Red Sox run that town, by the way. I don't, I don't care how good the Bruins oh, are or the Patriots are. The Red Sox run that town. I mean, it's true. They it, run it, that city. I, I think you're right to an extent. I think the Patriots are now, um, I, I think they're kind of in position A, but like well, that's another conversation for another day. But, I mean, that day, that game, and Patriots fans, I've been to a bunch of games at Foxborough, and, and Patriots fans, if you remember when the 90s and the, and the early 2000s, they, they were awful. Late 80s, they were terrible. And awful things would happen at Foxborough Stadium. People would get into fights, and they were just, regardless of how bad they were. So, like, when you had your Santana Moss jersey on, and it was halftime. Someone asked me how much I paid for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I hope you didn't pay $5 for that jersey. You got ripped and, and, off. But it was weird because, like, you're, 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 you're getting beat so bad. Like, why? And guys at Foxborough, they talk to a lot of shit. They talk a lot of junk, like, when the game's over, and they can get kind of, like, nasty and I've had episodes in the parking lot of Foxborough, like at the end of a game, it just, I don't know. It's, it's a weird vibe. Like when I go to the tailgate in Washington, I feel like, you know, I could have my Brady Jersey on. I could be, say whatever I want to an extent. And yeah, everyone, you everyone, said what you want. Everyone's I ha- say whatever I want. Yeah, <laughs> everyone's true. having a good time <laughs> in Foxborough. I think it's a Boston flavor. I think that's kind of like, I make it, if, if people are listening, I make it kill for this. But anyway, there's just a negative vibe with like you know i think that in some ways with with sports talk radio in boston that they're excited that the red sox eh, they're gonna be average you know they may win 80 games who knows the celtics right now are reeling the patriots are like this is gonna be a fascinating year for the patriots in terms fascinating of fascinating like, draft for the patriots I it, think. It, it, it'll be a huge draft for the patriots because yeah. the pressure crazy on. crazy free agency for the patriots and again i'm kind of going off script a little bit and but it, like you know robert Kraft said today like we haven't drafted well in three days I mean, uh, we haven't drafted well the last three years. Complete slap in the face right. to Bill. He, that's, you know, he's putting him over his knee and giving Bill Belichick a little oh, bit yeah. of a spanking. And, you know, he's being held accountable, which that hasn't happened ever since, you know, maybe like in 2000 when the Patriots weren't good. So we're on I guess my, my overall point we're is on, that like – Cincinnati. There's <laughs> – yeah. <laughs> is that like, you know, it's – Patriots fans could be – Boston fans could be a little crazy. Listen, I mean, you go on the road in NFL games. You, I mean, it's, it's – NFL, there's a lot of drinking before the game. There's the people get really serious into it. There's six, you know, there's only eight home games. It gets crazy when you go on the road. And, and then, you know, so sometimes you got to be careful. You go to Philly, you go to to Foxborough. But I'll tell you one dude that's not careful, <laughs> and that's uh, Cowboy Jeremy. He will, like, you know, in a game, you might say, "Hey, Cowboys, Cowboys suck," something like that. <laughs> so most people, are like, oh, you know what? We'll see what happens. You know, you do. So that's kind of what I do. Uh, so I, if someone says to Cowboy Jeremy, Cowboys suck, you, your child was raised on a field of lies. Whoa, Jer, stop saying that. Don't say that to them. What are you talking about? So, I mean, Jeremy's he just he can't him. not respond in a, in a very See, I don't know if anyone way. else can, can relate, but it's just it, you enter a certain arena or field or parking lot and just you just become someone else. <laughs> And the, the <laughs> that's perfect. You know, I always walk in with my cowboy stuff on, my favorite jersey to wear. 
down to uh, FedEx Field is clearly Tony Romo for obvious reasons. Yes. Um, but you just walk in there. <laughs> Fantastic play-by-play guy. I mean, right? I've been accosted the by best play-by-play guy. 40-year-olds. I've been accosted by a 5-year-old. <laughs> you have. I remember all and these times. Everywhere in between. I remember the one year, um, and that's great. That's great about the rivalry. Is, I love this is, that. This, well, that's what this. That's what makes it so fun. It's I mean, fun. I, I'll be honest with you. The way I, I feel about the rivalry, I'm sure this is something I'm re- I'm repeating myself from another podcast. And I don't know if you feel the same way, Cowboy Jeremy. But like, if if Washington's good, if the Skins are good, like believe it or not, I want the Cowboys to be good. I really do. I mean, if if we're now if we're sucking, which we usually do, I want everything horrendous to happen to the Cowboys. But I do want. I love. Having that rivalry, like there's that one year, uh, Jer. I think you remember this year when I came to your house, and it, it was the first Dak year with Zeke, and they were like, I think they were like 11 and one, were going yeah. to the game or nine and one, and, and, yep. the, and actually Washington with Kirk Cousins just blew out Green Bay. I was at that game. We won 42 21. <laughs> it was, I mean, our offense was dynamic. That's back when we had the Sean Jackson, Pierre Garcon, and that that and then we had a Thanksgiving game. And I think so. I think we were six and three, six three and one. We had a tie game, and you guys were like nine and one or something. And that stadium, I have never seen it that way. I, I, I would say I would venture to say since the 80s that, that it was it's still the top rated Fox game, um, regular season game of all time. I mean, the, the, I remember the Cowboys stadium was packed. There was there was a, they had the white fl- the, the white uh, handkerchiefs waving and the the place was so loud and it was like a it was a exchanging punches kind of game and the Cowboys ended up uh, we our defense sucked but you guys ended up winning by by like a like nine points ten points but it was a good mm-hmm. game the whole way out. and I remember leaving that game like this is it the rivalry's back I was never been so happy after a loss and then of course we're back to that being nothing except for between you and me but it seemed like for a second. It it's coming back. back. It's but, coming back. <laughs> but the story I was here gonna, we are. I was the story I was going to tell Cowboy Jeremy was the year we had a big game, 2012, the RG3 year, it was, oh, and the game God. was for the division. Winner, winner wins the division. Loser goes home. And remember, we got there, <laughs> and remember it was like negative 20. I mean, we we get there usually four hours before the game, and we couldn't go outside. We had to open our beers uh, in, don't forget, inside it, the that car. Was a, that was a night game too. Yes, it was Not a night only game. Was it so cold, but there was frigid. no sun. Coldest game I've ever been to. And we, I've been to the Yale Harvard yeah, games up here when they were like really, really cold. This was like, you, you, it hurt. So we had to get a little buzz on we before we the walked first two out. hours in the car. So finally, we had to always say, <laughs> okay, look, we got to get out and go to the bathroom at some point here. We can't pee in here. And you gave me a speech on the way down. You look, Christian, I'm, it's different this year. I got kids. I can't. I can't be responding <laughs> to these fans. You know, I gotta be. I'm, I gotta be the grown man this time. Mature. I said, you know what? You know, that's I, as Fair. much as that pains me because I like when you. I, I like when you're uh, excitable. But you know what? It's a it's a very grown up thing to say, Cowboy Jer. So we got out, went to the bathroom, but I and I kind of <laughs> I kind of rewinded back in my mind where you said, if one person says Tony Romo is a homo, I might lose my mind. So someone is, <laughs> is, is Cowboy Jeremy walked by. I love this story. with a with a <laughs> megaphone. <laughs> Tony Romo's a homo. I watched. Cowboy Jeremy in front of me, stop, <laughs> grab the megaphone from the guy. Ooh, congratulations. You have a third grade education. Drop the megaphone, walk away. And I said, Jer, you're back. But like, what happened? I thought we were going to have a more mature approach this year to the game. So that's kind of what we deal with when we go to these games. But that was one of my favorite stories. That's a great story. Uh, this is such a great story. Uh, <laughs> tell, tell, what was your feelings that day, Jer? Tell those, get it. What were you thinking when you you have a third grade education? Well, I, I got to be honest. I don't, I don't know if I was thinking a whole lot at that point. Um, listen, there's there's just so many moments to, to even talk about whether it's 
getting on the jumbotron inside the stadium as uh, the Redskins famously had a guy who I'm looking at a picture of him right now, looked just like Santa Claus, and he literally told <laughs> us at the I'm beginning at the of picture. the game, when the cameras come in front of our area, he's like, do not get – because we're sitting right in front of him, right? Yeah, in right in front of him. He's he right goes, behind us. Do not stand up. Do not get in my way. The camera needs to see me. He's like, the crowd loves it when I'm on the jumbotron. <laughs> <laughs> so what do I do when the camera guy comes over? <laughs> I stand up and get right in his way. I, so I what knew does the he do? That one. What does he do? <laughs> he choked. He, he choked takes you out. A towel, wraps it around my neck, and chokes me in front of ninety-seven thousand people. <laughs> yep. While the whole the whole stadium was cheering, <laughs> awesome. was cheering. We're like just like a rabid. They want blood when they saw you. And on that the was also the Vanderjack game. So I don't want to go there. Oh, either. that's great. Oh, Vanderjack yeah. game. The block uh, field goal. Sean, speaking of that, Sean sports. Taylor returned that, and uh, we got a game-winning field goal. Right but Sean, but hey. Sean Taylor, by the way, the late Sean Taylor would have been 38 years old today. This has been his birthday. Wow! Wow! Yeah. So that would have been. I've always wondered what he'd be as a safety because he still was. Young. Oh, he was fantastic. Oh, he's going to be like yeah, going to be the been all pro. Famer. He would have been a hall, yeah, hall potentially a hall of famer. It's hard to say, but I he looked like he's on his way. Do you know what the best? Th- I have a little story about that. I I got to stop talking because I know we got to talk some. We, we have other here. segments to yeah, talk I know. about. Like, but um, so when they drafted Clinton Portis, Joe Gibbs wanted <laughs> Kellen Winslow. <laughs> You like that? <laughs> I love keep going. Oh. Okay, well, it's a quick story. No, because this was a good segue to the draft talk. Well, this is good. Keep going. So Clint Porter went to Gibbs and was like, "You got to draft Sean Taylor, man." And he goes, "Well, we need offense." And Clint Porter goes, "If your goal is offense, draft Sean Taylor." And so Gibbs was like, "Huh, that makes sense. Drafted Sean Taylor." Kind that's of a cool. A, story. That's a great story. You know, I mean, so, a little inside. Rest in peace. That's, that, that, I love that story. Yeah. So we're, so since you brought up the draft X. Um, we have, we have someone who likes college football. Big Nebraska fan. Oh, I, I can't let that. Um, we got we, the audience needs to know that Nebraska is you bleed red. I'm 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 also known as Husker Jer. Husker Jer. Yes. Out there. Husker Jer. It's oh, not just Facebook Cowboy Jer. Husker Jer. But yes, uh, yes. Scar- so I guess Scar- like cream. let's go. This is this is a so free agents free agency has been fascinating like in the NFL right now like in the NFL uh, with the draft coming up and and I guess. You know, looking at like the the quarterbacks, and every year it's always like this class of quarterbacks, this class of quarterbacks. But like you know, we the same top five or six guys are still the best in the league year after year. Is there a guy maybe like Jeremy? Did you do you have a top three, top four or five guys that like is, is quarterback? There, is there a guy? Is Trevor Lawrence? Take away is Trevor Lawrence the guy? Is yes. he the guy? Okay, so he's Andrew Luck. Is okay. He he to me he's a he's a. As close to a sure thing as you're going to get coming out of college. So, well, that's an interesting question. So, Jerry, you think four quarterbacks are going to go in the first first ten picks? Do I think that will happen? Yes. Do I think it should? No. I agree with you. So, I, I mean, the guy I look, I'm fascinated with is Justin Fields. I look at him and I feel like that it, this is the modern NFL quarterback. Uh, everything I've seen or read has said like he, he's. I mean, he's a freak athlete. He can he can make every throw. He, you know, he had a great year at Ohio State. Did he um, just run a four four forty? Dude, he, he's a you know, freak he, listen, athlete. underwear Olympics. Let's let's, yeah. let's let's just go here. First of all, go ahead. A, a yeah. lot, a lot of these quarterbacks. First of all, um, other than Trevor Lawrence, haven't really played much. I mean, Justin Fields has transferred from Georgia. He has what one year under his belt? Was it two? I mean, I don't really think he's played a whole lot more than Dwayne Haskins. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. That, that's... Well, and and if you want to go Dwayne Dwayne Haskins, d- don't Dwayne Haskins his. The fact that he has been a bust 
don't think that that's not hurting Justin Fields at this point because they came out of the same program and the same system. Yeah, it is, yeah. Um, so that's scaring people away. Um, Zach Wilson, the kid out of BYU, I mean, did anyone even know his name a year ago? No, no. I Mac, mean, Mac Jones, Trey Lance. Who, 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 who does Zach Wilson play against? I mean, he's yeah. at BYU. I mean. How about Kyle Trask? That's his name? Kid out of Florida? Yeah. Um, he might be available at 19. That's what I'm wondering. I don't think he'll go that high. You don't think he'll go that high second round? So that would be a value. Second round, I, I don't think he's a first-round quarterback. Yeah. Um, I think there's a lot of uh, interest on the, the kid out of North Dakota State. Um, Justin Fields is interesting. Um, I just, you know, like, I'm really hung up on the whole Jets situation. Yeah, um, I think Where's Sam Darnold going to go? Well, I don't think that Zach Wilson, I mean, is he really going to give you that much more than what Darnold is going to give you? I mean, I understand that maybe you draft him because you don't have to pay him the money because Darnold is coming up with a contract. To me, I, I, I trade that <laughs> pick and I load up with other positions because, you know, you know, Wally, in, in that division. The Jets need a lot of help. They do. They need a ton of help. Absolutely. I, so. I totally agree with you. And I, and I think, too, with the quarterbacks, you know, to your point, Jeremy, like, you know, a guy like Justin Fields, like, you, the eyeball test says, like, wow, this guy looks great. He can run fast. He can throw the ball a mile. He can make every throw. You know, I feel like he's a guy that can go off schedule with, you know, and keep a drive alive on, on, on third down. But, you know, there's only a handful of quarterbacks in the league right now that you would take and say, like, I need this guy. I want this guy. And like, every year it's like the draft has, like, four or five guys. Like, oh, he's he's this, he's that. And, you know, they end up like Sam Darnold. Like, yeah. right? I mean, Sam Darnold, like, f- three years ago, like, this is the guy. This is the guy that's going to change our organization. This is the guy that's going to, like, no lead one us knows to whatever. The draft. It's, it's, it's is drafting a, a quarterback shoot. the biggest crapshoot in sports? Could be. Yes, I think Could it be. is. I mean, I, just, you're, you're Tom, taking, Tom you're Brady, seventh risk. round. Yeah. Dak Prescott, fourth yeah. round. Yeah, Sam Russell, Darnold, Russell Wilson, third, third overall pick. <laughs> right. Yep. Yeah. It, it's rare that a guy, you know, besides like Peyton Manning, besides Andrew Luck. Yep. You know, guys like that. John it, Elway. It, it's ra- exactly. It's rare that a guy is like, okay, this is the guy, and uh, you know, it, it, we'll see with Trevor Lawrence, but like, it, it seems like it that way. But like, yeah, with quarterbacks, you're right. It's a big crapshoot. But Did I you will guys see Mac Jones is a pro day. Hear about that? He caught a not. touchdown pass and looked all giddy about it. Yeah, and he looked terrible. Did you see Bill Belichick roll his eyes? I, 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 yes, I did see I, that. I, I listen. I don't know. That could all be for show. Like you can't believe. Like he probably he might have done that for uh, for for some reason. You know, Belichick's very calculating, but that was I well, thought that was pretty funny. What I think is interesting about this draft is not so much the quarterbacks, but this is by far the deepest wide receiver draft. Oh, that's that I think's ever been. That's interesting. Um, Devontae. Uh, I mean, because you got the two Alabama. guys out of Alabama. You got the LSU guy. You got Pitts out of Florida, who's really more of a tight end. He's but, tight I end. mean, yeah. probably yeah. a wide receiver. Um, this draft, a lot of people consider this the, the most loaded wide receiver draft in a long time. So that should be interesting, too. Wow, that is interesting. Any other guys that kind of like that will impact a team right away? Like like a Chase Young type? Well, You like that, X. I love that. <laughs> yeah, that's nice, right? Um, well, I, what I actually find interesting is there's a couple really talented players that opted out last year. Yes, uh, yes. Including that was a linebacker from Penn State um, who a lot of people had like a top 10 pick. So there's a lot of players that actually opted out. So it's going to be very um, interesting to see where those guys go. Um, I will tell you that my, my Huskers probably don't have any um, NFL traffic <laughs> this year. But, go Huskers. Uh, yeah, exactly. Go, go Big, Big Red. Red. Um, but you know, again, uh, it's, it's, 
we'll see what happens. I, I think, I, I, again, I'm mesmerized by the Jets pick. I just am. I think they're taking Wilson. I really don't care about the Jets, but just for some weird reason, I'm mesmerized by what they're going to do it too. I just yeah. am. Well, because of the oh, and I mean, the Falcons at four. Yeah. Well, true. so will San Francisco take Justin Fields? Is that is that what they're kind of? Yeah, I think San Francisco is taking Trey Lance. Interesting. Okay, we all just had and three then, quarterbacks. Then, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, we're on top of things. Yeah, but that's all right. That's, that's, this is yeah. perfect. Yeah. I mean, Trey Lance is. I just can't. I don't believe in a guy like that. Like, I, it just at that pick, no way. Cowboy Jerry, well, actually, from this I, question, I will say that Carson Wentz went number two. I'm, I'm going to call he, you yeah. uh, Husker Jerry with this question. Do you do you think you're going to see a packed? Um, big uh, sea of red this year in the stadium? I do. The Big Ten Conference has already come out and said they're going to have full stadiums. They're the first ones to come out to say that, aren't they? Uh, I'm not sure if they're the first, but they came out and said it. And I thought it was the Big Ten. Um, but I, It that's... could have been, but um, they're going to do it. The Husker Spring Game is coming up, and I know they're already making announcements for how they're going to like get fans into that. But, jeez, uh, you know, it's with everything going on, I mean, September or even late, late August, to have – 95,000 people packed in that place? Ah. I have a hard time. I have a hard I mean, again, time. I know it's... I hope. It's Lincoln. I, I'll, it's, be, I'll be one of those 95. I'll be, I'll be the first I will one volunteer as tribute. I get, you want me to come to the game? Yes, I'm it's, in. It's yeah. Lincoln, I'll Nebraska. I'll be, a, I'll be a case study, a placebo. Yes, it's, I'll, I'll go right in there. It's I'm Lincoln, in. Nebraska, not Hartford, Connecticut, but still, it's just, I mean, you know, like I'm watching my Yanks today, and they got <laughs> 10,000 people in there, and even that was like great, but it's like, wow. I mean, could you imagine 40,000 more people in there, and then you just... I'll be, on, know, I'll be honest I, with you guys. Fingers crossed. And, I, and Goodell came out and said that the NFL stadiums would be yeah, yeah. 100% yes. capacity this right. year. Right, and it's not up to him 100%. You know, well, it's, it's, all up, it's up to the states. Yeah. But, boy, that got me excited when I heard that. I mean, I'll be honest with you guys. I'm not – listen, for example, I don't like hockey. I'm not a hockey fan. But if you told me today that hockey fan – the hockey stadiums are going to be packed – I'll become the biggest hockey fan for two weeks. <laughs> Let's go. Just so I can be part of some meaningful, exciting, yes. packed stadiums. That's what I want, man. I want vibe. That's what I want. Yes. Get well, me in those stadiums. What's amazing, too, is, and I'm just saying, even 10,000 people today, you know, there's two outs in an inning with two strikes. You can hear those fans. You can hear them. Yeah. You're, yeah. I mean, you talk about vibe. Baseball. Yeah. You could hear it. Well, think about the playoff. When, like, Lambeau had, like, 12,000. It sounded like there was 80. Mm. Like, it was even awesome. The, even the Super Bowl. And they like, were making a difference in the, Jerry they were making a difference had, in like, the game. Yeah, yeah, the <laughs> Cowboys. Texas doesn't care. No, they don't. Yeah, Texas, I mean, Florida, Texas, they don't care. They, they have, they, I, think, I think right now Dallas is full right now, the stadium. There's no game. But they just have full people in there right now because Texas so, doesn't care. Well, let's go. So the NFL, yeah. you know, again, and, and this has been a narrative on this show for a long time, like with the NFL and how ahead of the game they are with any other sport. And adding that 17th game, like, you know, you could talk about safety, you could talk about whatever you want, but. It's it's great for business, guys. What's the your what's the seventeenth game that matters for, for you? Guys? And me, it's fantastic. Friend. Dallas, New England. Are you kidding me? Adding that game, <laughs> Buffalo, Washington. What? Buffalo, Washington. We and got the NFL. Josh just, Allen. They I'm going to have to give up drinking like a month before that game. <laughs> <laughs> we may be have to go to that game. We may have to get tickets. There'll it's be seven thousand. I, I don't right? even think save it's, it. I don't even think it's a question. In Gil- at Gillette. Yeah, you guys have. I'm going. <laughs> that actually be. Can you drive us, X? Yeah. Yeah, I think I have to be the. Are we going to Texas this year? I uh, you heard it first unless, here by on the XW podcast. I am saying yes. Let's see what. Uh, well, unless who comes unless the game is on Thanksgiving, right? Yeah, no, that would yeah. be because the wives family. won't have that. I know. I'd have to. Th- I thought about it, family, but I don't want to get getting divorced. in the way. Although I've actually considered it, but. missed out on like going to weddings in San Diego just to watch a Huskers game at home. So <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've, I've, commitment. 
Commitment. I miss good friends. In the ironic Good, good weddings, that. like good friends, weddings for for my for my wife for regular season Redskins Saints games. Well, so. the ironic thing about when I didn't go to San Diego or LA for this wedding is because Nebraska was actually playing USC, and I did it so like I didn't get into any fights. Because <laughs> it was in California, right? The, the wedding. Game. The game, when it was in California, they were playing USC, and I knew it was going to be a battle because that's like when USC was like really good, <laughs> and I knew that I probably wouldn't be able to control myself. So Classic. I actually uh, that's just why we're friends. Blind, logical commitment. It doesn't make any sense, but yeah. you know what? <laughs> this is what we're about. That's why this I love my wife because you know what she you said. You have a great wife. She said, "I understand." <laughs> she, Listen, she the Huskers were woman. actually in my woman. my vows. They were included in my vows, so she knew getting in, you know, going into this and starting in this relationship that. She knew what was one and what was one uh, A. I had the skins in my vows too, but I also had her four cats <laughs> for some reason. But which they're I all regret dead now. For the rest weird. of my life, yeah, they're all dead. And guess, you know what's not dead? Your love of Washington. Like I, I no. <laughs> that is that is not dead. But what is but what is dead is my dream of having a different owner because Dan Snyder, the NFL just approved uh, the four hundred fifty million dollar debt waiver, so Dan Snyder can buy out the minority shareholders. So, I mean, the accused are claiming that the NFL ignored the recommendations of the Wilkinson report, but owners, I mean, let's be honest, owners don't want to turn in on their own. No. I mean, how no, many, do you think not, these guys, do you think these guys don't have skeletons in their closets right now? Like, well, they they're looking at this thing, course. they're like, what if we turn on Dan Snyder? Like, like, what, a, what that, that, Ro- cra- that crazy Kraft? stuff, that crazy stuff that I did might, you know, I, I don't want to have that coming out. So let's just all stay together as a team here. So, but yeah, I don't, let's. Let's move on to college basketball because now I'm starting to depress myself. College, I mean, I'm, again, we could talk about NFL all. And that's what – I mean, we're kind of – that's our main – that's our thing, NFL. I'd, re- I'd really like to be invited back if uh, – Oh, you're coming a, back. For a all-NFL edition. Ooh. I Ooh. think every single one has been an all-NFL edition. This might be the first time we talked about something different than the NFL. We've talked a little about – Right now. We talked a little about uh, Major League Baseball a little bit, like different topics. I think it was like, like – Gentlemen, has there been any consideration to opening day Festivist podcast? I think we should do that. Okay, so you heard it first here, everyone. XW Podcast <laughs> that, that, is going to be live that could, opening that could, day football. That could be season two, episode one. That's got to be season two. Cowboy Jair, <laughs> X, the pregame show. W pregame show. You're going to want to listen, and you're probably going to want to listen. You're going to have a lot of guests. Yeah, during so that show. so Ton every single year, um, X, which is me, has an opening day festivus for the opening day football. <laughs> so we have a lot of people that come over here, and you know, we tailgate, we get a little crazy, and we watch some games. You know. I mean, half the people You're are, all invited. Half the You're people have invited. their fantasy football worksheets, but then there's us three who are just blindly into whatever our teams are playing. And, you know, Cowboy Jeremy usually stays overnight, so he doesn't make well, any bad decisions. Just, just to be honest, <laughs> just to be honest, the festival starts for me around 10 a.m., and generally – the you're Cowboys are eight. on at eight thirty. It's usually like Giants so. at Cowboys eight thirty, right. and you're you're here at ten a.m. So yeah, it's a good idea. <laughs> I'm that you very stay responsible. Overnight. Yeah, so okay, I think it's a great idea. Why don't we plan? Are, are we making this official? Opening See, day festivist season tailgate two, show. episode one, the tailgate show. Tailgate show. Yes, we're doing it. And I if it works it out, genius. This thing could take off to to unmeasured heights. But that means we have to do more episodes for season one. Like we have to like keep going throughout the summer. We we'll sprinkle in some baseball and. Yeah, you know, whatever. We'll, we'll figure this out. But here, here. So let's go back to college. Bat- you talked about it. What I think is very fascinating about this Final Four and this tournament in general, in this season, you know, obviously, you know, taking COVID out of the equation, uh, Gonzaga. And, and, and we like to look at, like, some history 
with college basketball and, and the tournament uh, is to me is like a, is, is, is a great event. It's a great thing. But like Gonzaga has put together an unbelievable season and watching them play, you know, and they, they have to be historically one of those top teams that you mentioned the same breath with, you know, you talk about the old the old UCLA teams, the old North Carolina teams with Jordan and Worthy, the Georgetown teams with Patrick Ewing, those UNLV teams. UNLV, the, that one UNLV team might be on a level. Oh, that, that was an unbelievable Nova. team. The, those uh, those Duke teams. UConn 04. Would you guys say that Gonzaga is now a blue blood? I mean, they are. A, a, a team so, from the WCC well, they're, they're also a, a blue, blue blood. blood playing in a mid-major. So here, and, and I challenge you, not just this year, look back the last five years. Gonzaga, I mean, look at their records the past five years. So they were the Final Four team in 2017. Yeah, they were... A hit three losses. Questionable something. call from winning the national championship in, in seventeen against North Carolina. You know you can go back to that game, yep. and, and, and that was a great game. Uh, Mark Few is is one of the is the top right now is the top guy in terms of coaches in the country. Gonzaga is they remind me a lot of those old um, early nineties, late eighty Duke teams, but a team that you kind of like and enjoy. Those Duke teams in the, with Christian Leitner. You they, just hated Duke. Well, I mean, they're, you like do. The, they're like the Cowboys. Well, here's the biggest difference between the Gonzaga team now and all the rest of the teams is Gonzaga has players that stay, for the most part, stay around. Yes. Most of these that's big a, that's programs a, have yeah. these one-and-donners. It's really yes. hard yes. for me. You know, like when you had those Duke teams with Christian Leitner, like he was there all the time, right? Like he just really annoyed you. Four years. Right? Yeah. I Bobby mean, if Hurley. he's there one year, it, it's not what it was. Um, but Gonzaga has those guys that stick around. It's probably one reason why they have the success they're having. Um, but I will say that when watching them, I like the fact that they're they're so well oiled because I think they stay around. And yeah, they no, have to you're, develop you're, you're that a thousand percent. You know right. what I mean? Because Gonzaga, they're loaded with NBA talent. I I, are there, I think four players are going to go in the first. Well, round they got half they the actually draft, got probably, their right? first one and done probably. Yeah, they're that point guard Suggs, Suggs, Jalen yeah. Suggs. Yeah. Suggs is incredible. So Suggs is a top three pick. Uh, you know, a fun guy. This may annoy some people, but like Drew, um, Drew Timmy is a guy that a like sophomore. he's he's an guy old, with the beard. He's an old school. Celebrates every single he celebrates point. Celebrates every point. <laughs> he does, but like yeah. he does it in a way that kind of doesn't. It's not annoying, and he he knows how to play. He's one of those guys that like if you're at the YMCA and you're playing pickup, he's probably one of those guys that gets chosen like fourth or fifth. But you're like, shit, I'm glad I drafted him. And he plays like staunchy defense. He you knows how to play. He can't score he's him. fundamentally he's, sound. And the he tires you out. Yeah, I know that guy at the he's, YMCA. He's incredible. And he's got and amazing facial hair. He does. <laughs> they all do he at does. the YMCA. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, and, and these guys know how to play, and they, they, play, they play fast. They play the right way. They, they run their offense beautifully, and uh, they guard. They, and they're just fun to watch, and I, I don't see – it's funny, like you're watching an elite eight game the other day against uh, who they USC. It almost looked like they were they were toying with them, and but they they're playing with so much joy. They know how to play basketball, and it, it's yeah. it's awesome to and watch. USC has athletes. Yeah, USC, USC yeah, absolutely. God. I, I mean, like probably better athletes. They than very Gonzaga. they yeah. very much have a um like an NBA style of play, like in in in, in the way that they they try to get as much shots off as they can. Like they just keep they keep going, like they keep attacking. They attack you in so many different ways. Um, it's all about possession. And they can make it. They they're always trying to make it a full court game. I mean, it's like the, it's fun to watch those guys. And I think, I mean, 
if they do win this thing, I mean, they will. I, I think if they talk have about to them as one of the best tournament teams in history. Yes, they have to be in that conversation. I mean, like you said, X, UNLV in '90 was one of those teams that like yeah. they just they just rolled through that tournament, yeah. um, beating Duke in the final. I'm trying to like other teams historically. Uh, you know, UConn. I know I'm a UConn guy, and you're probably like, oh, UConn. UConn in '04, sim- similar thing. UConn <laughs> in '04 with um, Emeka Okafor, Ben Gordon, that team. Yeah. They yeah, rolled through that tournament. Kentucky in '96. Um, you know, mm-hmm. the the last. So, like, you talk about the one and dones, Jeremy. You know, I think the one and dones. I think that's those teams are not going to be good anymore. They they may have like some decent well, years. Look, look who didn't make the tournament this exactly. year. Exactly. <laughs> you know, so the last one and done type of team was Anthony Davis's team in I, I, 2011, 2012, 2012. Didn't I, they I'm lose, forgetting the year. Did they so they won the national championship. Wisconsin and Frank Kaminsky. Do I have that correct? You're right. You're right. But, but the, I think <laughs> the, the year before, but, uh, great. That, that's what we love. I just like, love, I love the tournament. There's so many different oh. styles of plays from so many different conferences. I mean, Cowboy Jeremy, or I'm gonna say Husker Jeremy, probably knows this about football. Like same thing. Like there's just so many. You have you have some teams that are doing like the you know the running gun, right? Or doing like shotgun play. Then there's like the the triple option. Like everyone just has Still so many different styles there, of play. Yeah. And they come, then they come, and they face each other. It's like, I think this year, this year in the tournament is almost like this year in the NFL. I'm gonna draw a little bit of a parallel because I have to keep talking about the NFL. Do it. Tirelessly. Do it. Talk it. But it seemed like the best defensive teams. Like Tampa, like uh, like the Rams, like seems like the same thing in this tournament. Like think about the defensive teams, like the best defensive teams in the country. To me, Baylor to me is the best defensive team in the country. I think that Houston is top three, arguably. They the are. Best defensive they they, in the they country. truly are. I think Michigan and UCLA were actually underrated defensively. Um, and so I just see. I mean, then of course you have Gonzaga, which you could say. I mean, they just they put so much pressure on you offensively. You could say like, you know, I I, I was thinking actually when I was watching one of the, the Elite Eight game, I was like, well. Or actually, the Sweet 16 game. I'm like, well, you know, Gonzaga, they don't, they're not great defensively. But they don't have to be because they're just they kill you offensively and they score in so many different ways. But then I saw at the beginning they're of the really day, good defensively. They seem yes. to turn over USC like like the, every single every single possession in the first quarter, the first and, and, in the first part of that game. So and that's a great know. point, X, because like you're right, they put your, the pressure on you because with, with the possessions and like playing fast and playing the right way. But like right. defensively, they are very very good. So who can beat Gonzaga? Nobody. I, Baylor maybe. Ba- Baylor will give them the best best game. I but think so. Too. I don't necessarily you, think Baylor beats Houston. Ba- I mean, and, and Houston does a great year. Kelvin Sampson done an amazing job with that program with that team. I hope Houston wins. I win my bracket if Houston wins. <laughs> I'll uh, root for Houston. First year in first year X. thirty years I haven't done a bracket. <laughs> How about me the, either? How about the with the I'm Pac-12? embarrassed. I'm embarrassed. Didn't do one. What? That's embarrassing, dude. No Super Bowl squares either. This well, year. Well, W, shame. take his mic. <laughs> Can you turn it off? Is there a switch? I, I don't know how to do that. So, what about the Pac-12 too? I mean, Pac-12, well, USC, Oregon, Oregon State is like they're de- defensively. Oregon State was so impressive. UCLA, obviously, Colorado was supposed to be like if I was coming to the tournament, I'd say Colorado's a top Pac-12 team coming to the tournament. Well, they won the Pac-12 tournament, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, well, so yeah, there you go. That, that, I guess I wasn't going on a limb when I thought that, <laughs> but yeah, they were the first ones eliminated out of all those five. So uh, it's, yeah, it's been crazy. it's been a fun tournament. The tournament is it's all about matchups. So I, I, I got it so is. annoyed when people were bad mouthing the Big Ten and saying, "Oh, the Big Ten sucks. They're overrated." In the pe-. it's all about matchups in the it's tournament. All, it's it, yeah. The Big Ten was a nasty conference this year. They were. Um, if Gonzaga's in the Big Ten, they're not undefeated. Oh, of course. Yeah, of course. And, ba- th- and that's – I think Baylor is the only team. My, my <laughs> putrid Nebraska Cornhusker team took Illinois to overtime. Nebraska had five wins on the year. Yeah, yeah. I- I'm just saying. Like, and I, and I, I mean, yeah. I don't think Illinois <laughs> – Michigan comes Illinois out of it. Illinois was good, but they, 
The big, the big, well, they were one of the they, hottest they were, teams at the end were, of the year. Yes, that whole league was down. Yeah. And I think Michigan kind of had it. I mean, well, they lost their best player. Yeah, they lost their second one when they were top two livers, right? Yeah. Arguably one of their top yep. players. Um, I think they got lucky against when they got past LSU. Um, they lost a Big Ten championship to Ohio State, right? Yes. And yes. then they, I think they lost a th- like by 30 to Illinois in the regular season. I think that's after they lost livers. I, I don't remember. BYU, I thought, was overseeded. They got Alabama on a night where they missed four, Alabama's 14 free throws. So yeah. they had Alabama yeah. on a night where they were way off. Um, and, you know, Johnny Juzang for UCLA when they played that, what was it, 51-48, he had like 28 of those points. I don't know. I think Baylor would be the team. I think they're the only I one think just, that's because be a... to, just because defensively they're – so nasty. I think they could. And, they don't, but I don't know how they're going to stop they, but, but the thing, and, but the one thing that Baylor can score. They have a lot of different options. Yeah, right. There's a lot of mouths to feed in that team. But yeah, and, true. And they play together. So I'd love to see Baylor and and Gonzaga on Monday night for the national championship game. And uh, I think Gonzaga's cutting down the nets, and and it's going to be a historic team. I just, I just I just love I love that team. Davion I Mitchell, hope they win it because I think defender. college basketball needs that yes, storyline. Yes. I think Baylor winning is just kind of like yeah. eh. Whatever. Okay, they had a good year. I think Gonzaga's but winning that. Gonzaga winning it all, really going did. undefeated. I think that's the storyline that the um, NCAA really needs. Congratulations yeah. to UCLA on, on a tournament run. They're going to get destroyed by Gonzaga. I don't see them having having a well, chance I mean, here's against the Gonzaga. Thing. Are, are they going to be able to do the same thing they did to Michigan, like slow the game down, make it a grinder? No, no way. Not against no. Gonzaga. It's no way. proven that you cannot do that against Gonzaga. No, it's not that, that was a similar game plan that USC tried and. You know, they, they mix in a little zone, forget it. They, you just cannot. They're, just, they're so skilled. They're so good. They play together. Uh, Gonzaga cuts down the nets on Monday night. Yeah. I think Gonzaga wins I the whole think, thing. I agree. I don't see how you can pick against them at this point. I will say Baylor would be the, my only – uh, I'd have a little concern about Baylor, but that's it. And bottom line, if Gonzaga doesn't, it's an absolute failure. Yeah, season. yeah. Absolute. Yeah, it is. It is true. Um, geez, well, anything else you guys? No, I, no. There's listen, some news today. Roy Williams. Talk L- about it. Roy Williams retired. Yes, yes. 903 wins, right? He was. I think he's third winningest coach of all time. He's an asshole. I got a name for you. Unbelievable coach. I got a name for you. Do it. Do it. I got a name. Talk to me. Talk naughty. Next coach of North Carolina. Oh. Jay Wright. Wow. You, wow. Get out. Okay, yeah. you heard it here first on the X and W. North Carolina so, is one of those programs in the NCAA that is it's North Carolina, it's Duke, it's Kentucky. It is the blue blood of the blue blood. Jay Wright has had success, but let's be honest, it's Villanova. Jay Wright is the so I I, did, I talked about Mark Few. Jay Wright is he he's is right he, up there. He's, he's right he's there. One a. Like, yes, yeah, he's one A. <laughs> I, 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 no, I, that that makes sense. I I don't. I don't, I don't know, He's man. recruiting these dudes to Villanova. He is. You're right. Jay Wright at, Vil- at North Carolina is. And I don't know how much money that Jay makes Wright sense. makes. They, they'll but North Carolina. Back up the Brinks trucks. If, like, seriously. And he's a, he's a, he's a good-looking guy, too. He is. He dresses Very nice. attractive. He does. Looks good. Attractive. I, I see him in that Tar Heel blue. I can blue. see him doing I that. I don't know, though. I, I, I feel like. I don't or know. They take I, don't the, know. Uh, I don't know. They take your guy out of Boston. Yeah. Although I thought he would Brad go to Indi- St- I thought Brad Stevens would go to Indiana, be quite honestly. But I think didn't. the stock is a little low on Brad Stevens right now, though. I think uh, I'm I'm talking about the Celtics for the first time. Wow. I'm glad I'm the one that introduced it, too. I don't want to talk about the Celtics. <laughs> yes, God, you they, do. They, they, no, I mean, we're, we're, we're running out of time, X. But uh, Celtics have been very, very frustrating the last uh, 
But the you, whole season. The whole season. But I don't know if you guys have any feelings about North Carolina, but I do think that, that Jay Wright to North Carolina absolutely makes it sense. It makes perfect sense. Yeah, that's a good call. You So listen, we've said a lot of things on this podcast that have come to fruition. And Jay Wright to North Carolina, Cowboy Husker Jair has <laughs> said it first. That's right. We've talked NFL. We've talked college basketball. It's the spring. We're watching – Opening day of Major League Baseball. This has been a fantastic time. X, Jeremy, like, thank you for having me. Oh, this was so good. So, are we gonna do another one of these? Oh, this is less than a month from now. This time, I I hope so. I hope so. I'm available. I'm available. I'm around. I got. I'm around. We're out. Jeremy, it's been it's been a pleasure, guys. Thank you so much. I've been looking forward to this a long time. It's even better than I thought. So, thank you so much. I'll see you at FedEx Field. <laughs> <laughs>